This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I'm a big boundary person with our kids. I always have been. If it were up to Bert, they'd be like free range, throw some food on the floor and good luck, you know, and go to bed whenever you want to go to bed. You don't have to bathe for a month. I don't. Go. I just start talking. Yeah, that's what we do. Okay. Yeah. Um, we're talking about going to bed early. Yeah. I love it too. Yeah. And I've been trying to get Bert on that path, which was a no, no, non-starter. What's and, he, what's his bedtime? Yeah, what are we talking about with time? Yeah, what's well, late? Because late means different things to different people. Well, see, he's changed a bit. Like until he, when he stopped drinking and started eating keto, he started going to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's funny so, how that works. Right? <laughs> he looks Amazing. Doesn't he? He really, uh, that picture was maybe the best thing that ever happened to him and probably you where he like, sometimes you need to get shocked out of it. But that before and after is, and pretty quick too. Isn't that like this year? Pretty quick. Year? Yeah, he's, he's, when we got off fully loaded, he, which was in July, he was like, uh, this has got to stop. Yeah. Yeah. And which also to be fair, I mean, fully loaded, like. Insanity. There was no way you could get through fully loaded and come out of it like. Healthy and skinny. You know? <laughs> I so. feel so good. Yeah. No, I was like, I look like a, by the end of it, I was like, don't take any more pictures of me. Yeah. I look like the walking dead. Oh, stop. It. And you look great. I look like bloated and I'm not even bloated. I don't even know how. It, it's just the lack of sleep and the intensity and the every day you're in a different city. And yeah. I mean, you guys particularly, we do a fraction of the travel and some of the craziness you guys do. And, and I feel like we're pretty tired from it. So I don't know how you guys do it. I don't know how Bert does it. I, I uh, he's, I mean, you know, obviously we all know the machine. Like it's literally like a machine. It's, it's like, a machine. I it's don't crazy. know how you do it. Yeah. So when he got off fully loaded and he was like, you know, it's really interesting. I haven't really talked about this much, but um, he makes me go to his cardiologist appointment with him every time he goes because mm -hmm. he's so nervous. He can't listen because <laughs> he's pretty sure the cardiologist is going to say you're pretty much dead. Yeah. So, yeah. But he, he always gets a clean bill of health, right? Yes. Until this last appointment. Oh, wow. And Once so he got healthy? Every, before he got healthy. Oh, oh, oh So I we see. went so. and the, the, the doctor, every year, his doctor, doctor, awesome. He was like, we're going to like ride this till it bucks us off pretty mm, much. Yeah. So, yes, I would like for you to change your lifestyle. Obviously, I can't advise you to just keep going like you <laughs> are, yeah. but let's let the blood work tell us what's happening, right? Yeah. And there's going to come a time when you've crossed the threshold and this has to change. Yeah. So, until that time, I'm just going to continue to advise you to change your lifestyle, and then we'll just see where it goes. And the blood work came back, and he was like, now's the time. Now's the time. Wow. <laughs> and Bert went, got it. Well, that's so, great, though. I wonder if the Bert was, he... you know, he's one of those little boys that's going to push the boundary yeah. until he gets the spanking. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And so I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> I had a feeling. I had a feeling. He might but be he, a rascal he, that way. He also <laughs> is... Uh, I have no doubts that he can like flip the switch. I mean, he did it, right? He's eating healthy and yeah, living totally. healthy and he lost probably 40 pounds or whatever. So it's like, I'm sure you don't want to get the bad results, but also it's like, okay, I did. And now I changed my life. Yeah. And 
It wasn't even that the results were that bad. It's just that the change was enough yeah, that the doctor was like, if you keep doing this year after year, you're going to get bad yeah. news. Yeah. No bad news now, but now it's shifted. Now you're in your 50s. Now this number's yeah. moving. This number was never moving before. And yeah, now so. this number's moving. So now we got to pay attention. Uh, so thank God he paid attention. I feel like I've been seeing a lot of like celebrities and news stories of people checking out pretty early and I'm starting to get worried. I've, I'm I never worried about my life doing it. Yeah. I, I've told How Kevin, old are you? I'm 30. I'll be 39 in March. So I know, but like. So yeah, I know, but, <laughs> but it's, it's so young. But here's the the the, the one of the changes never that happened that. to me recently was in in watching crime shows. Mm -hmm. They always describe it's always the the suspect is always a white male mid thirties, mm -hmm. <laughs> and he always <laughs> looks awful. Yeah, and I'm always like, that's my age. What the fuck <laughs> is that, dude? Right. <laughs> like, Think about this. Okay, I'm 54. The show, The Golden you Girls. Look great for oh well, thank you. <laughs> but the show, The Golden Girls, which was like huge hit. Rue McCallahan, who played one of the characters, was like forty-seven <laughs> in that show. I and think it was the, all about the old ladies of yes. Yeah, yeah. And I, this is fifty-four. Almost, almost fifty-four now. It's insane how Wild. different. There are yeah. there's something like right? stages yeah. of your life like that where you start realizing like so and so was what when they yeah, like exactly. like one that makes you feel good is that Costanza was like 27. My God, and I'm that's, like, that's way crazy. better than he does. I'm doing oh, better than that bald guy. Yeah. Yeah. But then there's also like when you follow sports with like like I, I remember I remember where I was when I, the first time like a pro athlete was younger than me. And I was like, Jesus, like, like I, that was, I was long past ever achieving my dream. And I was like, <laughs> well, I guess it's gone now. <laughs> and now when, it's like, I'm older than every, I'm older than the guys who are old. Right. When LeBron <laughs> retires, there'll be nobody in the NBA younger than me. Really? Or, or uh, I'll be older than everyone in the NBA. Wow. LeBron's the last one. There's a couple guys in baseball. I, I'm not sure about football. Maybe Aaron Rodgers, but I know for a fact, me and LeBron are like almost the exact same age. And uh, yeah, I'm like, well, yeah, that's it. It's over. And yeah. it's over. Yeah, like like Life's officially, over. like if I ever meet any of these guys, I can say like, hey, kid, you're pretty good. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice job, yeah. kid. Dude, I read yesterday that Brady didn't throw a pass to a person younger than him for the last 12 years of his career. Maybe <gasps> Wait, what? more than that. Randy Moss was the last player he threw a pass to who was younger than him. I'm older. 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 Yeah, older yeah, okay. Right, right. Correct. And that was- Yeah, of course. I mean, he- <laughs> what a freak that guy is. <laughs> so I have several questions for you guys. Let's do it. Do you sleep? How do you how do you consume as much content as it seems like you consume? Like I've been watching you, and you you know everything about everything. Yeah. How do you do that? I lie mostly. You lie? <laughs> no, I, I really have perfected. I've definitely perfected the art of like. I didn't watch the full game. I caught the highlights. I didn't read the full article, but I got the gist of it. I haven't seen the movie, but I know the scene you're talking about. Like stuff like that, where yeah. you know you just need to know enough about a certain topic. But I, probably me more than him. I I mean, the, the, the videos I do on social media, I try to know like everything. Uh -huh. So I really am just always. Consuming. Yeah. And I was but I've been doing the, it long enough that I, I don't even like recognize you have, it. You have a shortcut probably for it in your brain. Like yeah, how your brain functions and consumes yeah. is a shortcut. Because it yeah. makes me feel like a failure. <laughs> 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 I go, I am the dumbest broad no. on the block. No, there's, there's, by the way, it's not, it's certainly not intelligence or, or smart or dumb either. It's just like, you know, your ability to consume basically like bullshit on the internet. That's, I don't, I don't think of that as like a measure of, of, you know. I don't know. Some of your recitations are pretty smart. 
I, I try. I actually, the, the, the guys that we have uh, doing security and driving us around, he was like, is it, is it your thing that you, you talk until you go out of your, until you lose all your breath? Because I, like, I, I, I am a loud mouth. I never stop talking. I'm always blah, 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 blah. And then when they do those videos, you have a minute and a half. And I'm like, well, I have about 17 minutes of, of opinions on this. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so I hope I try to get it all in there. But, uh, you know, but a lot of the times it's like silly. It's silly stuff. You know, I'm not, I'm not talking about you know, curing cancer in the Middle East and stuff like that. It's, you know. I think we're also weirdly lucky where Kevin and I have pretty different interests. So we just tell each other the stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like Kevin's very good at the internet and, and stuff like that. And I tell Kevin about, Kevin about movies and things like that. So it was, we kind of both know enough about the other thing through yeah. each other. So you cover everything between the two of you. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> it really is very impressive. No, I, I, I think we probably do, we probably don't understand how much. Like the average person probably knows, like almost always when someone's like, have you seen this? Or did you, do you know, did you hear this story? Did you see this video? And I'm like, yes, I did. <laughs> and I hate to like ruin it for you. I know you thought you were going to show me something. Like we talked about that three weeks ago. Yeah. You know, so. I, I've, I've had to adapt. I, I was joking earlier with lying. Like most of the stuff we do, but I lie and pretend I haven't seen things too yeah. for, for other people. Well, right. like, I, got I know you're going to get some joy out of this. So yeah. like, no, yeah. I haven't seen it. What is yeah. this? Like, oh, whoa, me. this totally. is crazy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Particularly my dad. My dad will send me stuff from five years ago. This might be good on Barcelona. Oh, whoa, that's crazy. <laughs> so I know you've been doing this for like 10 years, right? Yeah, I, I started in 09. John was like a little bit like but the, months after me. The podcast. Was, oh, yeah, the, the podcast, podcast was 13, 12, 2012. June of June, yeah. 2012. Yeah, we were we were pretty early to it. Um, yeah, it's been a long time. How does that make you feel that you were early to it? Well, it's weird because it's like in some ways we were early to it. In in like terms of how big this has gotten, we're early to it. Yeah, but there was you know the Rogans and Bill Simmons and and there's a few names that were uh, you know still years ahead of us. So, right. but in terms of the grand scheme of things, we were pretty early. I was I was always pretty proud of that. I mm-hmm. I like. I put my eggs in that basket and made that bet. And you know, Dave, the owner of Barstool, like never really, he didn't get it. And he was like, all right, like go do your podcast. He thought it was like a hobby. And then it became like the most important thing we do. So I was always pretty proud of of being like right about that. But also sometimes I'm like, we've been doing this for like 12 years. We probably should be bigger than we are. <laughs> sometimes it's not, the, it's not the best to be first sometimes, you know? Because I do, we launched so many podcasts in the years after us. Mm-hmm. And when those got launched in the podcast era, once the audience and the world was like, I want more podcasts, it was always like these, they would all shoot to the top of the charts and they were the new show and the shiny new toy. And we were like the old dog, you know what I mean? Right, right. So I take pride in it, but sometimes I'm like, I wish we got to launch. If you, if, you know, if you had some, had an audience and had some juice and launched, it's probably like right around when Two Bears did, like it was just, yes, you know, you just skyrocket. So, um, and also, you know, those guys are like, unimaginably talented. So, (laughs) but, uh, the first show we did, uh, also had a a third member, Dan, and we did like these, and still to this day, we do it a little bit on the show. It was like crazy hypothetical questions from the internet and sports and all this stuff. And then I had a second podcast that was like more traditional podcast, just like a conversation, sit on a couch sort of thing. And watching how they to perform differently was like crazy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It was like, and it's generally the same sort of conversations and the same guys, but yeah, you can have almost the same show, but people know this one and don't know that one or, 
Or and even I I don't know about Bert. I would imagine sometimes he likes doing Bert cast because it's just him and his thoughts and mm-hmm. and it's like. But this is the the money maker over here. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's I, interesting. I remember it's it's so hard to get someone to do two things. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I remember when I started at Barstool writing, and I Manzo went on vacation. A guy who wrote with Kevin on on Barstool New York, and I wrote on the site called Barstool U, and I filled in for like the two weeks or whatever, and people liked it. Yeah, and then when when Manzo came back, he, they, everyone was like, "Oh, this sucks." Final has gone. And I was like, "No, I'm not. I'm on Barstool U." Right? You could just and everyone, and it was it, like, it just type in a different like, URL, but like, they don't like, want nope. it. And I'm like, well, "Fucking goddamn it!" I know. Yeah, that, read it over here, dude. It, it, I feel that way about trying to get you know. All right, you got to get followers on Twitter, and then you had to get followers on Instagram, and then you had to get followers on TikTok, and now you got to grow a YouTube page. And asking them, I understand it's a lot to ask, but also it's just click a button, please. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, if you like it here, just please like it over there. Too, yeah, right. It, like it changes our business radically yeah. if you just move it over there. But it is hard to get people to, to do that. It is. It's a slippery slope, isn't it? Because this is free content. Right. Yeah. It's free for people listening, but it's not free for us. Right. I'm paying people to totally. to be technicians. There's two people in the room now. I There's know. people back in LA. And so it's... It, even though it's wonderful to provide something free, listening to that ad pays for what right. you're doing. And that, that's so. where it's hard. It's hard to say that. It like is. I want to like scream it. But and be we like, we've been doing it. this for free for ten years. So can you just buy the thing or use the code? Subscribe or just- and share. Subscribe yeah. and share. <laughs> yeah, that's all you gotta do is you know click the button. Help them all but, out. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, it's also been different too. I'm sure I'm sure you guys have experienced this, but like we went from uh, you know, like the counterculture blog on the side to like this media company and the yeah. and the podcast went from like, oh, that's just a few guys, you know, bullshitting to like a real podcast. And so when money starts to come in and bigger guests start to come in, you know, your fans no longer think of you as like the startup that they were a part of, you know, right. like early on Barstool fans were like, we are a part of the company. It's right. like grassroots and we'll buy the t-shirts and we'll buy the tickets and we'll spread the word. That's a little bit harder when like you read in the paper that, you know, it's sold for hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. Like, well, now we're not really that anymore, but some, you know, some elements of the podcast still are that. So but it's Saturday like, still for the boys. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's this guy right here. Right? That's all him. Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah. I'm sorry. I said, "How cool is that?" It's 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 awesome, Leanne. Yeah, <laughs> it's really fucking awesome. I love team names. You know, I have so many team names in our office uh-huh. that something just a logo is so uh, inspiring. Yeah, and like um, just makes people a community. Yeah. Just yeah. right away, just I have that team name. It, yeah. it was very very cool the very first few weeks were awesome. Like they were like genuinely like what we like woke up, me and my friends woke up to like look at Twitter and see kind of like the community, like you said, like people tweeting all these crazy gifts and stuff like that. 
Um, the, was, uh, the early on was like the very definition of virality on the internet yeah. where it was like, which has been so distorted <sighs> now. Like totally. viral doesn't mean anything anymore. Not at all. Like viral. Like, like there was like, like, just like for virality, like people at Barstool say all the time, like, oh, this tweet went viral and it has like a couple hundred thousand views, which is a lot of people. But virality means like it, it embedded in culture. Every, yeah. Right. It became yeah. part of like, it was the president bit my finger. It. Like it's vi viral is a major, major, major yeah. thing. Viral now means you got the most attention on social media for a day. You like, broke the internet. Yeah, I broke the you internet. This, this was like politicians, athletes, like talk show hosts. Everybody was saying Saturdays are for the boys. It like people didn't even know it was a Barstool thing at some point. It got so out of hand that it was like, hey man, Saturdays are for the boys. And I, I think literally Bill Clinton was saying it. Yeah. Like people, <laughs> you know, Adam Sandler, people who have no idea who Barstool is. That's viral. That's back when it was like, you know, it's going to change your life to go viral. So that's amazing. It's yeah. really cool that you did that. It was it was fun. It was it was a very fun summer. I uh, it was it was cool. Yeah, it was like a couple of a buddy Lou who we worked with. We'd kind of just get some stuff. To like, I think the first night I tweeted it, I, I was fucking hammered and didn't even like remember tweeting it. Woke up next morning like it, to be honest, what's crazy. We're speaking of virality. The, the initial tweet itself is not particularly impressive like it, it's thousands of retweets and stuff like that but like nothing like you don't, you don't look at the numbers like holy shit yeah. yeah it was really what happened after that where it was like people so the next saturday morning people started tweeting me gifts of like it's for the boys and like you know like brave heart stuff and things like that mm -hmm. and then we did the dramatics were so funny <laughs> like the, the videos that people would use of like Literally movie scenes that are life and death. Yeah. Like, for the boys. <laughs> so great though. <laughs> and then we would do a few things. I, I forget exactly what we did, but we did. We went cliff jumping and we'd scream it. We went skydiving. We screamed it. We Every weekend. It was like five or six weekends in a row where it was like something extreme. We rented a cool. yacht and just threw the girls off it. <laughs> yeah, oh that was funny. Literally picked the girls up and threw them off. Yeah. It was so the good. Boys. I love it. <laughs> Which is not, obviously it's fun, but it was like, it was work and it was like something to be like, all right, what are we doing this weekend to make sure that Saturday is a th an event? And so people are going to talk about it every single week. And it like really worked. Yeah. It was, I mean, I don't think you ever had any dreams of it working. Like it did, I didn't right? really, it, I didn't have dreams of anything. I was just tweeting a story. But even once it started to go, like, the, I think it was like, we got to do something on Saturday just, just because I, I think what we do is like, you're only going to really succeed if you like doing it. Of course. Like you want to do it for views and followers and ad reads and dollars and stuff, but like, not really. It's just about like, I want, I wanted to write the blog to be funny. Just so it was like, that was funny. And like, I think the same thing with that. Like, let's just make sure the size of the boys thing is awesome. Yeah. Not like, okay, we're going to do this and then we're going to sell t-shirts and then right. the t-shirts are going to turn it. It's, it was it's about none the of art. that. It yeah, was, it really was. And, yeah. and to be completely honest, I, I don't, I notice my brain work otherwise now. And it, mm -hmm. and it like saddens me and like yeah. disappoints me where like, I'll be like, well, if this catches on, then we can do a t-shirt then we can do this and we can do that. I mean, they'll fucking just do, do it, dude, it and yeah. see if people like it. And then like, I, I will, I will also, I'll sometimes think of something and then I, I hope I'm not like trying to recapture that kind of thing, but like, I'll sometimes think of something and then I'll immediately think of how it could be bigger. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, no dude, like it's just, just appreciate like it this. Is what it is. Yeah. And I have to like, kind of like, like train myself to not think like that or, right. or unlearn to be like that. Cause I think it, the most successful people probably do think like that. But I, I think, I think you're having more fun. Like you talked earlier where like, if it's just like, I think this would be cool. And then let's see what happens like mm -hmm. that. Instead of planning the next seven steps, right. just living right there. Just live in the moment. Yeah. Right. 
I think it's really cool that it was just a spur of the moment, toss it out there that became something really big. Yeah. I think one of the positives about social media and about podcasting in this kind of internet-based world is that with with the decline of religion in our society, mm-hmm. it's kind of like left a big gap in community because if you went to church, yep. you at least got out of the house and saw a community. You may not hang out with them Monday through Saturday, but you saw them every Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I think podcasting is that. Yeah, that's for, interesting. For people, yeah. I really do think that. So when I started my podcast, I did it for a similar reason because mm. I was like, I just want to have a good conversation with people I'm interested in talking to, and I don't even want to make money. Bert That's makes plenty the way to of money. <laughs> right, right, Bert right. makes a ton of money. I don't right. need to make money. Right. Obviously, I need to pay my employees. But it's the conversation and the community that you share mm-hmm. with a larger community that's really, I think, can be essential to people yeah. who are lonely or who don't have great oh, friends or who— The, the amount of, yeah. like— First of all, what's funny about that is that's actually when the money starts coming, though, is when you do it that way. Right. When you right, do it genuinely right. is when the, there's well, a big it's audience. Not about the money, it's yeah, about the but art. it's like, but it, but that actually like yeah. results in more success because you're doing it for the right reasons. But the amount of fans we have that are like always like uh, at our live shows being like, you got us through a tough time, mm-hmm. uh, or like you know, uh, you know, that's the I pay. was going yeah. through some serious that, stuff, that one really is. and I'm like. Wow. Okay, cool. Like <laughs> I never I'm never like let's, you know, let's go do this for the people who are who are sad out there, but it, it's great to know that it works for that. You the know? collateral <laughs> yeah, of yeah. damage right. is that you positively affect other people that yeah. you have no idea and you're just being yourself. Right. Yeah, just- yeah that's that was my main thing too. I, I remember because we have some I've seen some people on the internet and some people at Barcelona have characters and they do a routine kinda. And I was like, A, I don't know if I can really pull that off. I don't know if I'm like talented enough. And B, I don't know how long I can do it that way. I'd rather just be myself. And maybe that lowers the ceiling a little bit of like where I can get. But I know I can do that forever. Right. I can just be myself. Forever. Forever. I can just talk to him about dumb shit forever. And maybe if we scripted it or did this or that, we would be like a little bit higher. But I don't know how long we we could do that for. So I'd rather just keep it real. The best I, things are kind of effortless, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I read an article fairly recently at this point now, but the that has stuck with me. And it kind of goes to what you were saying about like church and things like that. And it was about the death of the third, the third place, mm. third location. And it's about how throughout history, you had home and you had work and you always had a third location. Mm. Everyone always did. Be it the bar, be it the gym, be it church. And... It doesn't really exist in today's society. That's interesting. People that don't is really have. Yeah. yeah, and it was about how on how the internet is where people have it's gone to find place. their yeah. third locations. Be it podcasts, be it gamers, be it chat rooms, whatever it is. Right. And I, I, I kind of took a, a little bit of pride, I guess, or a little bit of like that's cool that like we've kind of created a third location for people totally. and a place. And, and, you know, it, it's an idea that exists all the time. People talk about sports as an escape or whatever, an escape. And and I think often that word can be like a little overused, but like a place to not have to work or not have to care for your family. Right. right. If, if you call that an escape, sure. But it's just a place where you don't have responsibility. Right. Mm-hmm. It's that 888 theory. Do you know that 888 theory? No. It's, uh, it's a theory from like the industrial revolution when people started working in factories. So it's eight hours of sleep eight hours of work, eight hours for whatever I want. Mm. So every day should be separated like that. That's interesting. And we don't live like that. People work 12-hour days. But if you think about 
that whatever I want is that third location. Yeah. It's church, it's the gym, it's whatever you want. And I, I actually think now with, I, I know everyone, a lot of people love work from home and stuff like that. I could never be that person yeah. because it is like, like the way that I see the work world happen now is like, it's 24 seven. Mm-hmm. You don't have 888. And it's not that you're always doing something, but that like you always, like that email like, gets sent at 8 p.m. Yeah. You don't have that. I remember when I started working at Barstool and I was blogging from home and my dad was like, you got to go somewhere. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, it's so great. I get to just work at home. And he's like, you're not, it's because it's not home anymore. Right. It's like, it's, it's all like blends, when the yeah. hobby becomes a job. Like yeah. it's all that. He's like, it's all blends together. And I think without that third location, Everything is just work now. Yeah, you go a little or, crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. one location. Yeah, right. just yeah. work at home is one now instead of two. Yeah, yeah. Even that's right. a different brain. And I totally I, relate to that. Now I'm, lo- I'm looking at all these people who bought the Apple Vision, and I'm like, now it's all one location, and it's not real. Right. <laughs> it's like uh, it's I always crazy. I always talk about this when I was I went to visit my friends who has two children, and he had some friends over who had their children there. And they were playing with an Oculus. And I know this sounds very old man to me. And this is very like, not in my day. We didn't do it like that. And all the kids had on an Oculus. And they were just like standing in a circle, playing whatever they were playing. And I got up to get a beer or whatever I did. And I just walked by their little circle. And one of the kids wasn't even saying it to anybody. He was just saying it to himself. He just like was so passionate. Like, man. I wish I could live in the metaverse forever. Oh my and I, God. I walked by and I was like, that's the most depressing thing I've yes, ever heard. No. Oh my God. That is terrible. Oh. That's terrible. awful. How sad. Yeah. Like, that's really I, sad. I, I, the internet is great. I think about like how many people found those communities that you talk about. Cause mm-hmm. like, if you were from like a, if you had a niche interest or a nerdy thing and not, wasn't very popular, you couldn't find any anybody. Now yeah. you can find millions of people who all agree with that, you know? Yeah. And so you find your niche. And See, so like, Harry there's Potter. so Potter. Yeah, right. <laughs> Harry right. Potter, I their mean, online world. Ner- the nerds, like, like the nerd culture took over everything. It's yeah. like, you know, all that stuff that was like lame and you had to like sports or, you know, mainstream stuff. It was like, no, now it's about wizards and vampires and, you know, dragons right. and card, card games and all that stuff. Pokemon, all those things. So that's like the internet's great for that. Yeah. But then there's the other side of it where it's like, that's dark. I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, stay away from that. <laughs> what did you, did you, uh, like with your kids growing up, did you have like rules with the internet? And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, my kids are 19 and 17. So if you think about 17 years ago, no iPads really. Yeah. iPads were brand new. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't, we didn't have like a device in front of them because mm-hmm. that's just not, wasn't happening yet. Yeah. So we that's kind of a luxury, I guess. Now, if you think about it, we didn't have to deny them that because right. it wasn't really, wasn't really the happen, way it yeah. worked. Right. And then once they got old enough to have an iPad, I think they were probably like fourth grade, something like that. And I was very much like, you get an hour. That's it. And I, you can set, you know, like screen time on your devices. Yeah, and I yeah. set it and had a password that they couldn't get in. I'm like, use the hour sure. however you want, but you get one hour, yeah. dude. Yeah. And I'm a big boundary person with our kids. I always have been. If it were up to Bert, they'd be like free range, throw some food on the floor and good luck, you know, and go to bed whenever you want to go to bed. You don't have to bathe for a month. I don't. So I I was very like, no, we're not doing that. You know, we're sitting at the table. 
we're having a conversation and everybody's device is gone. And, you know, as devices got more prevalent in life and they got older, it got a little harder to regulate because mm-hmm. then you go, well, this is in the pandemic is really when it got harder. Yeah. Because in the what pandemic, are you gonna deny them the only life. thing they have? Yeah. It's their only outlet. Yeah. And then we haven't really course corrected after that because by the time we got out of the internet, they were both in high school mm-hmm. and um, playing sports and busy. And when they weren't busy, they just wanted to zone out. Yeah. I kind of you know? feel though, like, you know, I, I, I feel like kids are so doing so many things these days mm-hmm. that like, a little zone out is okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I think a little bit. Yeah. But I think the problem that I see, I have friends and family members that have kids are like five or six years old who've had a device basically since birth. Mm-hmm. And that I see them having a hard time transitioning off of it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So once they're on it, the getting off of it is such a like power struggle. Yeah. That I don't, I would be like, yeah, you get that like right before bed right. or something. Cause yeah. I'm not, I would not want to do that all day long. You yeah. need to be bouncing a basketball. You need to be playing with a Barbie doll. You need yep. to be something <laughs> in your imagination and then you can have it. You know, right. it's like eating eating a healthy meal before you get dessert. Yeah, right. You can't just have dessert. You yeah. can't just start with dessert and then yeah. you, of course you're not going to want to eat broccoli. <laughs> yeah. That's you what know? my um, my grandfather used to do to us. And we used to have like a lot of big dinners at his house. And when we were kids, we used to want to go watch TV or go play, whatever it was. And we'd always, you know, when you're a kid, you finish dinner before the parents, they're all sitting there drinking and stuff like that. And if we wanted to get up from his table, we had to entertain him. <laughs> and, How funny. And so it, would be, it could be a story. It was usually a story. And I, my, that family in particular, big storytelling family. And it was always like, okay, John Henry, you want to get up? Regale the table with a tail. And... It, but sometimes like grooming you to be a podcast, bro. <laughs> exactly. That's actually one of my questions. I'm glad you brought that up. And it was like you, and you want, and it had to, it had to get a laugh, or it had to get, it had to be interesting. You couldn't yeah. be like, I don't know, school was fine. See you later. Yeah. yeah. And so you'd fucking lay it all out there because you want to go watch TV. <laughs> right. That was great. Like brilliant. That's awesome. That was, but that was one of my questions. Is like you guys are so curious as human beings. Curiosity is such a cool. Uh, personality trait to have, to be mm-hmm. curious. Yeah. And, and I want to know, wanted to know what in your family dynamic or your family culture created you. And that's one piece is that you had to tell a story to go watch TV. Yeah. That's, that's I, totally I, a piece, whether you realize 100%. it or not. No, is... I, I wrote a college paper about that. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah. yeah. Cause I, I was like, that's it was, a great it was like talking about like, you know, things that formed you or whatever. And I was like, my grandfather not allowing us up from the table was a humongously important piece of my life. Totally. <laughs> had to be. Yeah. <laughs> but anything else come to mind that might have formed you into who you are today? I mean, what, my mom is uh, a crazy person. So when I... Good crazy? Yeah. Oh, crazy well, crazy. Yeah, it depends on if you're on the right side of it or the wrong side of it. <laughs> but there are, there are like, there are times where, uh, you know, because when I'm on the... When I'm like in my regular life, I feel like I'm pretty laid back. I'm actually like pretty quiet, usually in like social settings. I'm just kind of turned off, you know, turn it off when I'm hanging out. And when I'm on the internet, I'm screaming and yelling and I'm like <laughs> right. bombastic and I'm being an idiot and I'm being, I have like crazy opinions and I'm like, you're wrong, I'm right. And uh, there are times where like my mom will get going, you know, screaming at, about whatever she's passionate about. 
And I'm sitting there going, yep, okay, this checks out. <laughs> yeah, this is this is where I come from, for okay. sure. For sure. Game, you know? recognize game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, whether it's stubborn or just like over the top or whatever, I'm like, oh, I never had a shot to be normal. <laughs> but I, I, you know, parlayed it into something good. So I'm like, okay. Cool. Normal is not necessary. No, I normal is not normal's, necessary. You know, I, I, my, my. I like that normal is not necessary. It's not necessary. <laughs> it's actually kind of boring. Yeah. Right? My, my mantra in life is be normal in the sense of like, just be normal in social settings or work setting. Like, you know, there's just people who just don't get it, you know, yep. and there are people who are. It's like yep. you're faced with a decision at work or in the friend group or in your relationship. And it's like the normal thing is just do this. Yeah. And the people who go that way, I'm like, how, how do you not get that? You know? <laughs> so, but normal in terms of like fun and, and hobbies and all that outside stuff. The is, box yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's boring. Yeah. You get the ability to do both. Yes. Where, like, yeah, fit in when you need to fit in and <laughs> stick out when you should stick out. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Do you have any hobbies other than like consuming content? You know, it, it's actually, I was I was just thinking about this because we talked about it fairly recently. And I think like a hobby, because we were like, I, I maybe you were there. Maybe, it might have been the officer was on the podcast. I forget. We were talking about like, well, that's not a hobby and that's not a hobby. <laughs> like, anything you're passionate about above the normal level is a yeah, hobby. Like, I think they're the, the traditional ones that you think of. Yeah, like I don't but, paint or draw, but like I like work is a hobby of mine. Right. I, it, I don't clock in nine to five. Like yeah. I think about it all the time. Right, it's, it's a good, it's a hobby I enjoy. Um, or do you collect anything? You know, that's a hobby. Bert collects shoes. And I, I I had the sneaker the sneaker bug for a while. You did, and um, I was happy to have it, and I'm happy to get rid of it too, because <laughs> I you know I had like a hundred something pair of sneakers, and it brought me joy like every time. I would get a, a rare pair that was like cool or rare or expensive. And then there were times just uh, right off the shelf that I just want that one. But then it got silly where I was just like, I don't even know what to do with these. I'm not right. even wearing half of them anymore. Right. So I was happy to transition out of that. But it definitely, uh, it was for sure like a collection vibe more than it was right. anything. It was like, it started from like, I, I wanted those shoes when I was a kid and my mom wouldn't get them for me or I couldn't afford them. And now I can. Right. So I like it scratched that, scratched that itch. And then, uh, then it just got stupid for uh, <laughs> adult white guy to be buying some of the <laughs> shoes I was buying. Right. Um, but other than that, like I, I, I do think that's the one thing I lacked. Like I, I don't work out and go to the gym. I should have done that. I you should start doing that now. Yeah, I know. I as know, as I know. a 53, almost four year old that started four years ago working out with a trainer, I wish I'd been doing this for years. Yeah, it's hard to catch back up. Then it's maintain. hard to catch back up. Yeah. But now that I've started now and I can tell, I guess maybe the good part is my like things were getting harder that shouldn't be hard. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. just getting up off the floor. For, right. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, when we get up off the hard. couch when we're done podcasting, <laughs> the, I, I feel bad for the for our editors who have the headphones on because it's... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or down. It's just exactly. noises coming out of our body. Exactly. But wait, when do you, you, you like... I mean, you really have to make time for it. He's really good about it. Like he always goes... But I'm like, it has to be non-negotiable. Yeah, it has to yeah, be. It has to be a part of like, your life. I like, take a bath. I brush yeah. my teeth. Yeah. I do my laundry. I work out with a trainer, or you know, yeah. you maybe you don't have to work out with a trainer. I'm gonna. Need I a do trainer. because <laughs> I will cheat on myself yeah, constantly. I'll just be like, in eh, thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, eh, I, I'll I just the, halfway. That I I I I never got that. I I I think it's a problem of mine. Is that like when I do things, I do them 
All the way. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it's so like when I'm at the gym and I see someone on their phone, I'm like, what are you even doing? Why are you sitting there, dude? What's the point of being here? You're, it's not gym class. You don't have to be here. Go home. Yeah. Um, Do some squats. Yeah. What's wrong with you? <laughs> but the. Uh, you know what's next. You know there are going to be people in the gym wearing the vision. Oh, you know God. you're going to see some guys. Like uh, lifting and you know putting in their stats, like sitting at the gym like this. But you can't. You see. should just walk up to them and punch them <laughs> in, in the goggles. Just hit the now, goggles. The, but the Apple thing now you can see through also, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. yeah, I would be yeah. the person on that Instagram that ran into her microwave. Yeah, yeah. that was crazy. <laughs> Wasn't that crazy? Yeah. You see that she no, she she, she was playing some game and she started to run and <laughs> smashed into the stove and the yeah, microwave glass shattered. It was like, it was, it was it said, the caption was like, my mom's first virtual experience, uh, virtual reality experience was not good. It's like, you're, yeah, you're telling me, dude. They were right? like, oh my God, mom. That was crazy. Um, when you were talking about starting exercising again, I have a question. Was in your experience the second time, are you more about it for your body or for mm -hmm. mental? It's about... Um, longevity. Longevity? Yeah. So I guess that's about my body. Yeah. But it's not necessarily about how my body looks. Yeah. It's about how I feel. Yeah. That's yeah. that's an important I switch, feel. I think. That yeah, was the is. big switch too. Where like I used to work out like I wanted a six pack for the beach yeah, and totally. stuff like that. And like I've I've noticed, you know, I, I've always been like active my whole life, but in the last year or so I've been more committed to it. And it's been a lot more like I just feel better. Today. I feel so it's like, much better. I don't better. care like looking in the mirror. It feels nice that I, like I think I look better. Right. But like it is. I'm not worried about going to spring break or anything. That I'm like I just I'm happier today. Totally. <laughs> you know what is uh, interesting? In my last four years, we have these two big dogs. We have you know one's 112 pounds, one's 155, and the 155 pound dog is outweighs me by a lot. <laughs> and um, there's been a couple times where I've been walking him and he's like taken off after a squirrel and I wasn't paying attention. Usually I pay attention yeah. and I can like brace myself. But there's been a couple times where I'm like, do to do And he's like jerked me like ass over tea kettle, bad falls. And I get up thinking I'm hurt. Yeah. And I'm not. You're not. Yeah. And it's because I work out. Yeah, it, right. A hundred percent. My aunt did I the same out. exact thing too late though. She has a, a exactly. greyhound and it took off, pulled her, broke her wrist. And she's like, I got to get it together. You got to get it together. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like once you, it's so cliche, but trust me, cliches are sometimes from truth. Mm -hmm. When you get 50, things just start changing. Mm -hmm. So if you can get in it before you get to 50, I think the change looks a lot different. Yeah. 50, yeah. if you've already been working out, because working out doesn't mean you're like a lunatic, but just yeah. get yourself on the treadmill, get yourself, do some strength training. Because yeah. once you hit 50, I mean, the I, bird's 51 right. and made this change, right? Yeah. Because his blood work changed. Yeah, something. something <laughs> one. Right. So, I anyway. just hate it. Do you hate it? I, well, what do you hate about it? I hate the whole thing. I hate doing it. I hate the way I feel afterwards. I hate the time it takes. I don't get any satisfaction out of it. I'm like, I'm so jealous of the people who like it. And, and I, so I'm like, when I do dumb internet shit all day and then I have the kids and I'm doing this and that and then it's like the last thing I like one sliver of the day and the last thing I want to do is work out, is work out. and I have very little uh, uh, what's the word uh, motivation yeah motivation and uh, no incentive to change yeah I'm just like I, I, I don't I let myself cheat you know I'm just like yeah. I'll do it tomorrow or I'll do it next week or I'll do it next year and it's been 10 years of that you right. know 
But I'm like, who really works out anyway? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A real thing. Yeah. That's funny. Um, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. You don't have to answer it. I'll answer pretty much anything. Okay. Yeah. So after all the stuff with your wife, mm -hmm. what did you learn? Oh boy. That's a good question. Yeah, that, there's a lot of things. I I I learned uh I think I got myself in that situation by not really um being honest and like doing what I needed to do. Like like I made a lot of mistakes but not the mistakes that people probably think I'm talking about. Like right. everything before that was like, I should have spoke up there. Mm -hmm. I should have done this differently. I should have changed that. Um, so, and that, and those were a lot of things that I was trying to be like a people pleaser and trying to, um, thinking I was doing it right. And I think I was doing it all wrong, mm -hmm. you know? And unfortunately it kind of took something of that magnitude before it was too late at that point. Um, to make me realize that, you know? So sometimes it's one of those things, it's like you can't, in the moment you don't realize it until it's too late or whatever. Um, but I, I think what I, and that that might've come kind of from my family dynamic of kind of like happy wife, happy life. And like, mm -hmm. this is just how relationships go. And this is just how life goes. And, and I was like, I probably should have not done that. I probably should have recognized that that's not going to work for me. So I need to change some things. And I didn't. And, um, and I think we rushed into kids and, you know, there's, there's a bunch of just other things that were just, uh, I don't think we knew what we were doing, you yeah, know, we rushed into yeah. a lot of stuff. I think I, I very much mishandled the job. The job became, you know, I became something I never thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. And I think I needed to like address that more be like, mm -hmm. It's not going to be what, you know, like my life is going to be different now. And so it was a very much a, like when I was doing good at work, things at home were bad. Mm -hmm. And if I was working on things at home, work was suffering. Mm -hmm. So I never really figured out that balance. And I probably could have done a better job of being like, I have to figure this out. Do it, you know, yeah. rather than just being like, oh, I don't want to get in trouble here. I don't want to get in trouble there. Yeah. Just getting ping ponged around. I need that. That was very like probably childish of me. I needed to just be like, this is how it's going to fucking be for you, for you, for her, for me, yeah, for everything, yeah. you know? Um, but, you know, it, it kind of was too late at that point for that to be fixed. So I'm just right. kind of applying that going forward as now. best as I can, you know? Yeah. So the lesson is what? Speak up when you need something is the lesson like. Yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, so I think these lessons, I bring it up because like I said before, I think people listening can learn mm -hmm. when everybody makes mistakes. Some of them are huge and some of them are tiny. But yeah. how you process what happens after a mistake, I think is almost more important than the mistake itself. Because yeah. if you make the mistake and you don't process it and you don't learn from it, then what was it for? Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it has to be something, and I mean for you, for you, because you deserve that lesson. Yeah. That, that lesson is a positive, is a gift. Right. If you if you frame it the right way. Sure. I mean, you you might as well frame it that way because you you're not to. gonna you're not gonna get anything good out of it. For you know, anything that, that you do, yeah. that's a mistake. I also you know? think that you know there's uh, reasons for like there's you don't want to make excuses, but there are reasons why things happen. Of course. So like, get to the root of that. Figure that out. And like, 
that helped me a little bit almost being like, you know, it wasn't like a, a, on a whim. I did something, you know, I, it was like there was a lot underneath this mm-hmm. that I didn't address and like, don't let that happen again. So like going forward, I've been like very honest about a lot of things with everybody professionally, friendship wise, family wise. Like I lay a lot more stuff on the line where I'm just like, yes, no, this is how it is. I can't do that. I can do this. You know, it's, it's still, I think inherently in me to just be like, Irish Catholic, like push your feelings aside and yeah. do the work or totally. push your feelings aside and make the kids happy or whatever. But I at least try to like, you know, stand up for myself a little more and not for me. Just, this is going to be better for everybody because right. if if I go down this road, it's it's going to be at one point something we can't fix at all. I'd rather have it be a little thing now than a huge thing down the road. That's so. a huge thing to learn. I'd yeah. rather it be a little thing now than a huge thing. I think yeah. confrontation is so scary for people. Mm-hmm. And confrontation doesn't have to be, you asshole. Yeah. It can just be, this is what I need. Yeah. And for some people, that's confrontational to just say. I think for guys, that's tough. I think it is for some guys. Yeah. It, yeah. And for, it's I'm sure for almost everybody. impossible for me. <laughs> yeah. To go, yeah. uh, hey Bert, Different this is what story. I need. Yeah. And so I completely relate yeah. to ha- being faced with the choice of that small confrontation or a behavior that just distracts me from it so I don't have to deal with it. Yeah. Whatever that behavior is, eating candy bar when you shouldn't be. It doesn't have to be anything major. <laughs> yep. But the lesson that you're talking about, it sounds to me like you're, what you did after those experiences was to decide to take those small confrontations for the greater good. I try. Yeah, I still, it's still, it, that is probably the hardest thing for me. I still very much am, uh, you know, I'll, pacify this or I'll push off that. Like it's still not, doesn't come easy, but I, when it really starts to matter, I'll be like, all right, I gotta Gotta say it it now or yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. How do you, how does that make you feel that you've realized that and that you're learning that lesson? I definitely feel like I, you know, I remember being like, I don't think you're, you're like an adult until you have like a job. And then I was like, oh, I don't think you're an adult until you have, until you're married and you go through that. And then after that, I was like, it's not about marriage. It's about when you have kids. That's when you become an adult. And I almost feel like I w- like I had to go through something pretty bad t- to grow up, to be like, mm-hmm. and I don't think that, you know, you have to go through something bad to become an adult. But in some, in some cases, I was like, okay, now I am an adult. Like I have to handle this. I have to fix this or go forward in, in a way that is, you know, as best I can and, that was probably the first time that I was like really acting like an adult after all that. Yeah. It's the same as Bert's blood work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really is. Right. Less yeah. lawyers like, involved. Okay. But- <laughs> yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting mm-hmm. that that's your takeaway also is yeah. something like that had to happen for you to shift into this kind of adult I don't want to mindset. say it had to happen. It just, that's how it did. That's yeah. how it did. Yeah. 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 Thank you for, thank you for talking about that. Sure. Yeah. I appreciate it. I think that's really powerful. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, uh, I tried my best to just, I, I had no idea how to move forward. So I just try my best. So I'm like, sometimes I don't know if I should talk about it. Should I not talk about it? I don't know what to say, what not to say, but I just try my best. So. Trying your best is all you can do. That's all anybody can ask of you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Your yeah. kids, anybody. Totally. Yeah. It's just to try your best. Mm-hmm. And sometimes your best is not enough. Sometimes your best sucks. Yeah. But if it's your best, then it's you literally you're all I can free. Do. <laughs> you're yeah. free of worrying right. about it and going, okay, right. well, I did my best. As long as you honestly are 
telling like you really t- do know you tried like totally because sometimes it's like yeah I, I tried my best it's like no you didn't yeah. <laughs> uh, so, right well, your really, best sucks yeah, yeah. sometimes I tried my best, best. no yeah, like, I just like, hogged I, the squat rack from that guy while I sent texts <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can definitively say uh, in my marriage I, I probably did not honestly do like do my best and give my best but afterwards, I am trying as hard as I absolutely can to try to make it work now. Right. And right. it's a shame that that happened that way. Right. And and then there's still a whole bunch of shit that's always, it's it's messy and it's hard. But I'm like, I am trying so hard here. Well, there's like, this great book that I read a long time ago. And I don't know that you need the book. But the title of the book made, you just reminded me of what you're saying. It's called Strong at the Broken Places. Mm, right? Mm. So when you have a broken place at almost always grows back stronger. Mm-hmm. Broken bone, anything like that. like that. So if you allow that growth, then you become really strong at the broken places. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Yeah, that, I agree. Very much. So. Cool. I like that. That's, really that's cool. a good one to keep in mind. Strong <laughs> at the broken places, yeah. man. Yeah. So we all got some broken places, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> um, so what's something you guys haven't done that you want to do? Ooh. That's a great question. <laughs> Um, I love that you told me I had two great questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I desperately do want to get in shape. I, I, keep, I keep saying that. How? I, I would, I would, How do you do that with the all-encompassing hatred I, you just described? I know. That's what sucks. <laughs> it's nearly I keep, I keep thinking at some point I'll like get a trainer and do it because I really would love it. Well, here's but. what I'll say about that. I work out with two girlfriends and we have a fucking blast. Yeah. We have a team name. We call ourselves Drop Squad. <laughs> and we are like Yeah, so that's ride or die something you enjoy. Together. Yeah. Our trainer is a half hour drive from our house. So I pick everybody up and we bullshit for half an hour. We bullshit in the hour workout and we bullshit on our way home. Like and that. it is the most fulfilling Pieces of my week are when I hit drop squad and oh, yeah. I'm getting in shape. Yeah. We yeah, have yeah. so much fun and we're so busy. The three of us are all so busy. We are not ladies that lunch. We don't have time, right. mm-hmm. but we're going to make the time to work out anyway. Right. So that's our ladies who lunch. Yeah. We just go that's sweat. a much better version of ladies who lunch. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes awesome. ladies who lunch, it's like. But maybe you need girls. something like that. Yeah. No, I definitely need something like that where it's like. So uh, fun. It's, it's like yeah. creating your own team. Like I'm yeah. yes. like exercising when I would work out with my team and we'd listen to music and we'd dance. And like, exactly. I still think back of that when exercising. Yeah. It's smart to, I guess people do that. I'm thinking about like workout classes. Like I guess they exist. Yeah. But like it is yeah. cool. I wish I, you know, I see the, the Peloton classes and people do love them. Like, it's I not the I same. That. <laughs> yeah. No, what we're doing, yeah. we are like drop squad for life. We, yeah. are, we yeah. have so much fun in that car. Maybe I'll just join their squad. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just go with the, with the We ladies. would love it. Honestly, that's probably the, the right workout level for me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So what's something you want to do you haven't done yet? Um, Mine would probably be live in a foreign country. Really? Whoa. Yeah. Um, we were actually just talking about, we just did our podcast earlier and we talked about, I like to travel a lot and stuff like that. And I've always, I did a few months in Spain when I was young and I really liked that. Um, and I think I would like to do that. I did, I did, I did a summer. So like, uh, three months and I, I was really young. I was like 17 and that's so cool. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> it was yeah. Awesome. <laughs> What'd you learn from that? Uh, man. Uh, I learned girls from URI put out. <laughs> 
Ah, that's amazing! I love it. Um, I uh, no, I I learned. Um, you probably didn't really? learn anything at that point. You would learn so much more doing it now than at 17. That's the thing. Well, no, I, I learned Spanish a lot because your mind is so, yeah, you know, like, uh, such a sponge that, again, I'm not even quite a little late after that. But I, I actually, I was 16. I was 16. And I came back. I spoke fluent Spanish. So Spanish, a given. Um, I guess I learned some, a, a lot of responsibility because I lived with like a billet family. Mm-hmm. And I had to. I was taking classes. And so I would have to go. I, I had to live. I live. I, I had my friend with me, but like I just, I live myself. Right. So I guess I learned responsibility and things like that. Um, <laughs> excuse me. <coughs> I learned siestas are humongously important in the Spanish culture. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I might learned. be Wouldn't Spanish. Wouldn't that be nice, right? <laughs> right. Um, no, they're them. nice when you want one, but unless yeah, you're, but unless we, you're, uh, we all agreed to it though. But even, we, as a culture, we all just said let's take naps. But no, so as a what the, what that means is as a culture, you have to agree. We're not having dinner till 10 p.m. We're going yeah, out till 3 a.m. That's true. That's true. Because like on a regular day, you don't need an app at 3 yeah. p.m. Yeah. or 2 yeah. p.m. Like right. you have stuff to do. Yeah. And learning that how how the entire country shuts down because most days I didn't need a nap, and we'd be like, let's go to a bar, let's go to like rent a movie. Like it was, it was you know 2004, five, something like that. Like Blockbuster was still kicking. Right. And like everything would be closed. Um, uh-huh. So I uh, learned that if you drink a lot of whiskey at three in the afternoon, you fall asleep pretty good. <laughs> yeah, one way to do it. Yeah. Assisted. Assisted siesta. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Our billet mom found a bottle of whiskey under our bed and was like, what is wrong with you? Like, what is wrong with you? Why do you keep making us go to bed at 3 p.m.? Why are you sleeping? <laughs> I grew up in a real small town that clo- everything closed at noon on Wednesday. Really? Everything in the town because everybody went to church Wednesday night. Wow. So weird. everything would close so they could go home. And get ready, get for, ready church. for church. No wow. kid. Why? Yeah. Why Wednesday nights? Singing. Singing. Mm-hmm. What? What? Um. Uh. Baptist. Denomination. Baptist. Southern Baptist. Now you know what I learned recently mm. is that do Baptists do the sign of the cross? No. No. You talking about this thing? Yes. No. That's mm-hmm. crazy. So I, I thought in, that was all Christians. No, it's Catholic. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if it's someone uh, other than Catholic, but it's definitely not Southern Baptist. No. no. I was in Arkansas recently, and and I did. They, they said they did grace at the table mm-hmm. and I did grace. And then after grace, I, I made the sign of the cross. And the next morning, one of the guys was like, hey, man, I saw you Catholic. You cradle or convert? <laughs> and I was like, how did you know that? He's like, yeah, you did the sign of, that, of the cross. That's the only thing. And yeah. I was like, I, I, like Kevin, I 100% thought it was just all Christians. No. Well, the... That's probably pretty Catholic it, of me. Like the whole world very is Catholic. Yeah, I was going to say, we're the assholes. I think it's part of the reason we started this country, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> pretty sure it was maybe about that. Like, fuck the Catholic. Partly. But yeah, in the South, or at least in the community I grew up with, everyone's really suspicious of Catholics. Really? Yeah. <laughs> How yeah. come? Well, because we we're terrible. We're deserving. We're rapists and stealers and drinking. drinking. Yeah, yeah, of course. Drink. No way. Yes. When Bert and I got married, we had to choose between drinking or dancing in my Southern Baptist church. And my dad had to go to the the deacon and be like, hey, he's a Catholic. And they were like, he's Catholic? Uh-oh, my grandmother yeah. told me Catholicism was a cult. No way. Your grandma's right. Yeah, she's not wrong. Straight yeah. up. She's like, that's a it's cult a billion member. Person you realize cult. you're marrying someone who's in a cult. Yeah. And I was like, okay, mama, <laughs> I got you. 
But yeah, we had to talk the church into letting us, we could have beer and wine only. Really? And he's like, we got all these people come down from Pennsylvania, all these Yankees, and they're all Catholic. <laughs> so we got, you know, we got to be hospitable. Yeah. And they want no drinking at the wedding at all, right? It's a dry county. So we had yeah. to like go across the county line to buy the Holy beer shit. and the wine. And then, yeah, it's a small town. Boy, did you marry the wrong, yeah. the wrong guy, right? right. Like, yeah. Believe it or not, everybody loves him now. Yeah. But at the, yeah. at the, in the beginning, I mean, our wedding reception was so funny because all my Southern Baptist people are are surrounding the dance floor, watching the crazy-ass Catholics just mm-hmm. throw down. <laughs> and it's just, just such a clear, like, well, there's Leanne's family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's all Bird's family. Dance, and adults. I was dancing with the Catholics. <laughs> yeah. Dancing with the Catholics. <laughs> I remember Great. when I was, where I, how old I was, or like around when I when I learned that JFK was the only Catholic president. And mm-hmm. I was like, what are you talking about? I know. About? I, right? I thought everybody like, would have been Catholic. Like Catholic. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And I'm just learning now. I, I thought it was, I from what I'd heard, was the country was scared that he would take too much from the Pope. And I don't know if there's any truth to that or not. Right. But I, I didn't know that anybody thought the Catholics were uh, people, people worth being suspicious of. Again, this yeah. is my privilege speaking. Uh, but the Catholic South. privilege. Yeah. This stuff comes in and they're like, what's happening? Yeah. What Gets a little weird. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, sure. You're probably drunk already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> probably right. <laughs> don't listen to anything he says. He's drunk. Uh, what about you? Something you want to do you haven't uh, done yet? I think I just started it, actually. I'm, I'm, um, I started, my kids started playing sports and I started to, I just kind of started showing up as like a dad on the side and then kind of started to coach a little more. And then when the head coach is away, I'm kind of like taking the reins and I think I'm enjoying that. That's so, cool. Yeah. Did you want, did you like have thoughts of that when you, no, not, not, I'm sure when you had Keegan and you or Ed Shea to an extent, you thought of it, but like before that, when you like, when we were, no, no. Yeah. Like I never was like, I'm going to be, I want to be a dad and I want to be a coach. I just always kind of was like, I'll just go with the flow and see where it takes me. And then I, even when I had kids, I was like, I don't want to be a coach and deal with like the sports culture. Yeah. You know? But I'm finding that like, at least where I am, that it's not as crazy sports culture and that the people who are like that are kind of like, people are like, oh, I, I, I think you're still a little young. Yeah. Like, I was like, well, so when you start seeing like, when the parents start seeing like, well, my kid might be pretty good. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Maybe. Uh, yeah. That could definitely be. I, def- I definitely want, I don't want to do like, yeah, like AAU coaching or like yeah. high school coaching. Right. No. So, but you can only coach little kids when you have little kids. Right. <laughs> you can't be like, all right, you guys go up to varsity. I'm going to stay here with these other people's kids. <laughs> no, that's, you can't that's do fucking that. weird. No. So at least maybe I'll get a few years out of that, um, which I think could be cool. And then, I mean, and everything we do here, I'm like, can I do some sort of, I don't know, coaching content or podcast or videos or whatever like that. Right. So, yeah. What sport is it? Uh, baseball and basketball for my son. I can't, I can't, I don't like coach the girls sports, but I'm, my daughter is very good at j- dance and gymnastics. So I'm like there for that. Right. And I can be hands-on with the boy stuff. Right. So That's I'll probably be more of a crazy I feel like I'm like at gymnastics. I'm always, I'm like almost the crazy dad. Really? Not like crazy, but I'm like, it's like, uh, uh, it's so ridiculous to me that like Shay can like do flips and shit. Yeah, that yeah. I'm like, she nailed it. Like that's a 10.0. That's a 10. <laughs> that's my baby girl. That's my baby girl. Yeah. That's so great. Peter, how long have we been going? Uh, you're just about to hit an hour. You guys have an okay. hour. Yeah, I got to get to over. Can we switch over to Yeah, let's ours? wrap it up. Yeah. And well, then, then let uh, me say thank you. 
Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you so much for having us. This it was was amazing. So fun. Incredible. I, I don't get asked questions a lot. No? That was amazing. Yeah. I love that. We don't really <laughs> yeah, you were so great. Yeah. That makes me so happy. Yeah. We're not guests very often. Say, yeah. I was super nervous. <laughs> really? Did I look nervous? No, I was not so at all. Nervous. <laughs> so when Victoria was like, so I have a KFC radio, and I was like, you got you can't you you're joking right like they don't want to come on my they don't want me are you serious oh, yeah. she was like yeah and I was like oh my god no way I gotta no. really figure out my game here I've been no, dick no, everything no. I got a list of questions I'm like ah oh. so I was super nervous but thank you so this much this is a true honor and thank you so really much for fun. having us yeah. thank you we'll just keep it rolling for ours I think that we should get together